0: Hello and welcome to the Final Draft Podcast. My name is Andrew Popel and today we are joined by Sydney Writers Festival Artistic Director Anne Mossop to talk all things 2023 Sydney Writers Festival Programme. Now, the Final Draft podcast explores books, writing, and literary culture. Every week, I broadcast Final Draft from the studios of 2SER in Sydney. And here at Final Draft, we are dedicated to exploring Australian writing, from debut authors to the classics that you know and love. Each of these conversations is a chance to look at the issues that drive the author's storytelling, help you discover more from the books you love. These are the stories that make us who we are. At 2SER, we broadcast from the lands of the Gadigal people, and I'm recording on the lands of the Darug and Gunungurra people. I want to acknowledge the traditional owners of those lands and pay my respects to their ongoing connection to their lands, acknowledging that these are unceded lands and treaty has never been made with Australia's First Nations. Now, as I said at the top, Anne Mossop is going to join me today. She is the new Artistic Director of Sydney Writers Festival. And Sydney Writers Festival has been rated amongst the top in the world It is a fantastic event every May here in Sydney. And for anyone outside of Sydney who's thinking, well, why am I wanting to listen to this? I'm not going to make it to the festival. Anne and I have a chance to actually talk about, like, what does it mean to program a festival? Thinking about the ideas and the way they reflect the world that we're in. Stick with me as I am joined by Anne Mossop and we discover the 2023 Sydney Writers Festival program. Uh, this is a really exciting time of the year, uh, and I say that by way of introducing my next guest. Sydney Writers Festival is on the horizon, only a couple of months to go, less than that, and I am joined today by Anne Mossop. Anne is an ideas curator and festival programmer. Specifically, she is the festival programmer for Sydney Writers Festival. Uh, it is so exciting to, to, to have her join. I don't know if I should introduce Sydney Writers Festival. People should know that, so I'm just going to say, hello, Anne. Thank you for joining me.
1: Hi, Andrew. Thanks for having me.
0: Like, we probably should let like, there's, there's, – there's, if, if there's even one listener who doesn't know what Sydney Writers' Festival is, they might want to know that it is an annual gathering of writers from Australia and across the world. They might need to know that it's been described amongst the best writers' festivals in the world, like the, the planet world, and it's got hundreds of writers across events that will be covering the entirety of, the entirety of Sydney. Um, and that's exciting. It's coming up in May – Before we get to the program, though, Anne, like you've you've joined, you are the new creative director here. And I I love this idea of you being an ideas curator. I've pulled that off off your website because in a world that's so full of noise, it feels almost intuitive that we need someone curating ideas to help us get to the heart of what matters. What is ideas curation and, and how do you go about doing it for Sydney Writers Festival?
1: Well, I would describe myself as an ideas curator because I've worked in this field for quite a few years, not just at Sydney Writers' Festival but in other roles like the Head of Talks and Ideas at Sydney Opera House and also setting up the Centre for Ideas at UNSW. And as you rightly point out, there's a lot of noise, there's a lot of books, there's a lot of, you know, if you go beyond the world of books into the world of um, podcasts, academic papers, everything, you know, journalism, it's a huge field. And the kind of programs that I've worked on, what you're really trying to do is think about what do people here and now, what is interesting to talk about, what is important for us to talk about, what's relevant to us, you know, where we sit, whether that's in Sydney or somewhere else in the world. And so it's really thinking about um, not just what is there but also what actually matters and trying to kind of, you know, distill things down in that way. And, of course... you know, what happens is that you're also really thinking about what are audiences interested in, what do they want to grab hold of, what are they hungry for, and trying to come up with something that d- delivers all of those things. Um, obviously, in the case of the Writers' Festival, it's it's a festival that is about ideas, of course, but is also, you know, in large part about books and writing. Um, and so that what we're looking at is not just what are the ideas that are important, but also what has been produced um, by Australian writers in the last year, since our last festival, what is being published, what is being written, what is being talked about. Um, And certainly in this festival, we're really trying to say it's not just books. Mm. Um, If you think about where so much interesting energy is now in things like podcasts and so on, it's really looking at writing in the broadest sense.
0: Now, you're joining the festival at a time of... Flux? I mean, that feels like a furphy. Everything's in flux at the moment and has been for three years. Um, but, we're, you know, we're coming out of COVID. It's been a dark period for the arts. We're coming into a world, though, that seems to at least pay lip service to the importance of the work of creatives. Have you found much has changed on the ground? Like, what's what's that been like, engaging with people uh, to put this festival together? It's
1: really interesting because you're thinking about artists and writers. You're thinking about audience. And you're thinking about those indefinable things about the public mood, what are people, you know, engaging with and interested in. And last year, you know, 2022 in Australia, we kind of thought, oh, okay, lockdowns are over, everything's going to bounce back. And, of course, audiences totally did not bounce back Um, and it was very hard to predict whether people would come out for public events or not. Um, This year it looks like audiences are really keen to be out and about doing things but what you're dealing with is some longer-term impacts of COVID Um, and, you know, it's too early to say whether they will ever ever go back (coughs) the way they were or whether this is a feature of it, which is that many international writers are much more reluctant to travel than they were previously and I think that, you know, everybody would know for themselves that, you know, living you know in a world without travel made you think, well, why would I go somebody, particularly somewhere, particularly at a time where where people are thinking very much about about climate change. So I think the threshold at which people will travel it ha- has changed. It's hard to get harder to get international writers to come here, um, and um, so you've got a number of different things colliding. I'm very encouraged um by what we see in terms of audience interest and of course we are just so happy to have a serious group of international writers back in the festival last year there were only two international guests and they were amazing but this year we have a much larger number which is really exciting
0: i mean i yes it is the international lineup is quite exciting and i don't want to i don't want to make comparisons but it i think people do need to go check out um, we're going to get we're going to get to the lineup in a sec. We're going to get to the lineup. I have important questions though about the, more about this curation. <laughs> your festival theme is stories for the future, and your speech at the launch touched on the time travel of reading. Um, you talked about sort of looking back on that impact of COVID, but also forward to a year that is going to feature a referendum on an Indigenous voice, um, the prospect of exploring just a more open world. How did you go about capturing these contradictions looking back and looking forward in the program?
1: Well, when you think about a theme for a festival, I mean, I was kind of, you know, it's like when you come into a role like this, you think, oh, why do writers' festivals have themes? What is that about? Is Is it just a way to tell the story of the festival? Is it just another aspect of marketing? How can you really capture everything that people are going to talk about? And then when you start thinking about what, it does feel like it's quite important to be able to say, to define in some way this, you know, the, the program for the Writers' Festival is it's very large. It's a lot of hundreds of writers, hundreds of sessions, lots of conversations. And you do want to try and see something about the kind of things that you're going to be talking about. And, you know, when you start, start out thinking about that, I, I was really thinking about, you know the fact that we sit in a time where there are you know we've we've kind of emerging from covid but covid is still here there are lots of difficult things as well as things that are potentially more hopeful that we're dealing with what is, what is a useful way to think about how we can approach the future and there was something that the writer Mohsen Hamid said when he was here in Australia last year, which I thought was really interesting because he's not somebody who writes about, you know, his, his most recent book was The Last White Man. He's not somebody who writes a lot about climate change. Obviously, I mean, he, 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 it's part of a, a sort of a contemporary setting of his novels, but he's he's not a climate fiction writer or a speculative fiction writer. And, and he was making the point that, we need lots of people to write different accounts of the future because we need creative and interesting ways to think about what should we do, what are we going to do, what does the future hold, what are the hopeful things that I can hold on to, what do I need to do in the here and now to make the future better? Um, and, and he was specifically saying that, that you know, potentially things like solutions to, to, to different kinds of problems come out of that creative process. And I thought that was a really interesting thing to think about, Then also, of course, in Australia, at this point in time, it feels like so much, there is lots of really interesting writing about history, but there's also this really big question, which is how can we understand the present? How can we build the future if we are not telling the truth about the past? So this really important sense of a way in which the past and the present and the future are linked together, not in a conventional kind of, oh, the time travels in this direction and, you know, we know what the past is, we know where we are right now and the future, we don't know what's really going to happen, but in a much more complicated and interesting way that goes to some of those concerns about something like The Voice, which is about, you you know, very much that, that that we do need to understand and come to you know kind of reckon with what the past has been. And so what that all of those things made me think that this idea of how we how we write stories to the future how we think about the future are really important but in that context where you're also thinking about the past and the present and of course one of the things that you know that is that is really wonderful about this process of making a program is when I was thinking all of those things, I, I, you know, Jenny O'Dell is a writer who's coming to the festival. She's written this amazing book called Saving Time. Um, and, you know, one of the things she writes about is this idea of writing as a time capsule that, you, you know, you're writing towards a future that you, you, you know, you, that, that presupposes that somebody will be there to read it and that we will have a future at all. And so that when you, you know, you think I was really interested in her work, not because she had written about this specifically but because she had her previous book was so interesting and and so important called how to do nothing um and she had this new book coming out and when i read it i just thought oh this is this is this magical it's 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 not exactly a coincidence but but it feels like the threads of a whole lot of different ideas coming together in a really satisfying way
0: and i love this idea of of telling these multiple stories to to open up space because i feel like you know whether, as we all have, you've lived through three years of COVID and experienced lockdowns. If you know you lived through the Sydney fires again, as so many of our listeners have, and and wondered about what your life even looks like, or if you're just a millennial realizing you may never buy a home, the the common thread is your old stories do not work. So let's just let's discover, let's discover that new story because we need everyone needs a story, right?
1: I, mean, I think so stories. and I also think it, it, there's an important piece about optimism or agency which is just th- this process of, of of different stories and creating stories helps people see that that we are you know we're making the future every yeah. day with what we do and how we live and so that to at least have a sense of agency that about, about that, that, you know, that what we do can change the future or, or can make us see it in a different way.
0: Absolutely. Um, and I feel like I, I could probably engage you on that topic, these stories making the future for a long time, but I think it's, we get back to the program and I never, I never know how to encapsulate a new festival program in such a short chat. And I've tried, I've tried for many years now. Um, But we have time. People can go to swf.org.au and they can read the whole thing to discover anything that we miss right now. But I thought, let's try and offer a tasting plate, if you will, just based on some arbitrary categories, my own nihilistic curation of your much more carefully curated ideas. So I'm going to to throw you a prompt, Anne, um, and I want you to, as best you can, you can pass if you like. Um, You can pass maybe on only one or two, but I'm going to throw you a prompt and you tell me an event that maybe I should check out. Um, something surprising.
1: I would say for people, you, you know, maybe some, go to see, see Shahan Karunatilaka. So here, The Seven Moons of Mali Almeida is his book that won the Booker Prize. The Booker Prize is often surprising because it's not going to somebody who's written five or ten well-crafted books over a 25-year career, although sometimes it does, because often it brings up new books and voices that people don't know about. How could somebody write a book that is tragic and rollickingly funny at the same time is the central surprise that's at the heart of that book. But also there's something about true originality and and a unique voice that is surprising in the best possible way.
0: Okay, fantastic, all right. Give me someone who will challenge me.
1: I think the conversation, uh, the arc of racism in Australia, about racism in Australia will challenge all of us. And it's a really interesting group of people. Academic uh, anthropologist Ghassan Haj, Osman Faruqi, who's got a book coming out later this year about racism. And it, so it's, and of course, Amy Tunig, uh, Randa abdul Um, it's, it's, people who have thought about this issue profoundly, but also two generations of activists on this subject having a conversation with each other. I don't know what they're going to say, but I think these conversations tend to bring up things that we may not have thought about and may not find entirely comfortable.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I don't know if this one segues into my next prompt. Something you think you won't like, but you should go see anyway.
1: Well, there is a sort of a theory, you know. Like when I look at this, I look at you know people sometimes treat poetry as if as if it's a bit like a kind of medicine.
0: Not here, but, not, but I understand what you're saying. Not here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm talking about a broad community <laughs> feeling like poetry is something that they escaped from when they when they when they got out of school English classes. We have a poet coming to the festival, Anthony Joseph, who's written this incredibly beautiful book called Sonnets for Albert about his father. And I want people to go to that and enjoy this beautiful commitment to the precision of language that you get with poetry, but also just the experience of meeting somebody whose work they don't necessarily know, who, as well as being a poet, is a writer of fiction, is a jazz musician, is a really interesting person. And so people who might think, oh, poetry, not for me, Um, could confidently jump into something like that and enjoy a really important and interesting conversation.
0: Fabulous, fabulous. Um, Give me a new voice. I like to discover new
1: voices. Well, we've got absolutely, you know, highlights of recent Australian fiction. I think, I mean, Robbie Arnott is now not perhaps... You know not the not you know he, this is not his first book but it's a really beautiful book Limberlost lost that 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 people are really loving um Shirley Lee her first book funny ethnics is out um Tracy Lien is coming to the festival she's an Australian now living overseas whose first book all that's left unsaid I found Incredibly impressive and fascinating. It's about set in Cabramatta in the nineteen nineties, and if you've lived in Sydney, um, it, it's it's like reading about it's it's reading about a different side of the city in a really interesting way. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are, I mean, there's 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 many more. Um, but that's just a taste. Kate Scott's novel *Compulsion*, published just a couple of weeks ago, another um, very uh, new voice that that people um, I think will enjoy discovering.
0: Incredible. Lucky last. I won't keep torturing you, Anne. Uh, give me some comfort food.
1: Oh, well, literally. I'm sorry. You know, we can go completely. You know, there's a there's a there's a conversation called home comforts, precisely about about comfort food. And food that we cook at home, food that our mothers and grandmothers cooked, food that the, the difference between that and restaurant food. With a really fantastic group of people, chaired by Alice Zaslavsky, um, the wonderful author of In Praise of Veg, but with with our, an international guest, Asma Khan, speaking in that conversation. But there's a different kind of comfort food um, that I also want to think about. One literally in the food space, which is, do you want to hear Stephanie? Alexander and Maggie Beer having a chat with Adam Lior. It's like the godmothers of Australian food culture in conversation. It's
0: everyone's mums and grandmas, like, like kitchen
1: shelf. Exactly. It's the big those big books. Yeah. So so that but in conversation with another the next generation of Australian food gurus. But there's also something I think that a lot of people who come to the Writers' Festival are looking for in terms of. Comfort, which is the pleasure of a big, well-told, interesting novel. And we have got some really gorgeous, different kinds of experiences like that. Geraldine Brooks talking about her novel Horse, um, someone like Colson Whitehead, who has the same kind of admiring, you know people who love his work, talking about about um, Harlem Shuffle. Um, Pip Williams, whose book, The Dictionary of Lost Words, was such, such a, you know, so popular in Australia, her new book, The Bookbinder of Jericho. So, you know, there's lots of scope for people who want to get lost in the comfort of a big, beautiful story.
0: And you've been gorgeously generous with my random prompts there. And for anyone who didn't find something that they like in that tasting plate, there is always uh, swf.org.au to discover more. I am joined by Sydney Writers Festival Artistic Director Anne Mossop. The 2023 Sydney Writers Festival will run from the 22nd to the 28th of May. Anne, thank you so much for taking the time for final draft.
1: It's a pleasure. Anytime.
0: Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us here on the Final Draft podcast. And thank you again to Anne Mossop. The 2023 Sydney Writers Festival program is out now. And if you are in Sydney or if you're coming to Sydney, hopefully I'll see you there. Great conversations from Final Draft are recorded on the lands of the Darug and Ganangara people. The show is produced and presented by Andrew Popel. That's me. And if you want to stay in touch... Just look for at Final Draft 2 SCR on the socials. Drop us a line if you are enjoying the podcast. Please give it a like. Give it a rating. Give people a chance to discover Australian books just like you have. I am Andrew Pope. I already said that. And uh, till next week, happy reading. Bye for now.